Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Football is back, and BetOnline is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From Week 1 all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, BetOnline gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show where, of course, we talk about the Arizona Cardinals here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams, and with me, as always, is a man who played professional baseball, also was a part of that first Super Bowl-bound team for the for the Atlanta Falcons, so he is vested in the NFL. He's an author, and he is a motivational speaker. I'm talking about none, none other than Ed Easy Smith. What is good, my brother? Hey, we're back in town, man, back in town. And, uh, you know, I got some intel from that other side that we're going to be playing this coming week. So I got a chance to check them out this week. And you got a chance to see our Cardinals perform. So let's get into it, bro. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So I held it down on uh, on Monday since you were globe trotting and doing your thing, man. So so uh, definitely want to see, want to hear about the intel that you have. And of course, I was at that game. It was it was sad, man. It was it was sad. Oh my goodness, it was sad. Um, so we so coming to the State Farm Stadium yeah, this what, week. What I'm, I'm sitting over there. Yeah, go ahead. I was sitting over there watching. The scoreboard, yeah, I was sitting over there watching the scoreboard, and at one point, you know, because I can't see, I see it's 20 to nothing. I'm like, what the heck is going on over there? And then, you know, just lost track of the game, and I'm thinking they're going to pull this off and get them a W. Next, you know, you know, later on in the day, discovered that they fumbled that one away, so I'm real interested to get your thoughts on what exactly happened. I think it was, I think it's what we will probably end up seeing this week, uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. It, it got conservative and they didn't make adjustments. You always, we always talk about adjustments when it comes to the NFL. That's what the best coaches do. That's what the coaches, best coaches do across all sports. And I, you can chalk it up to maybe inexperience, but again, if you look at, a couple of people I heard uh, on the airwaves this week mentioned that this isn't the first time in terms of a Gannon defense that has maybe not made adjustments, especially on the, he was on the biggest stage when he was with the Eagles uh, in the Super Bowl and how his defense didn't quite live up to the expectation. And so maybe this is as, as you always, when we discuss uh, the self-evaluation, maybe if somebody's being honest with them that they'll, they'll say to him, we got to self-evaluate and here's where you can improve. And then maybe that can flow down to a defensive coordinator, Nick Rollis as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. You know, I didn't get a chance to see any of the highlights. So I'm, I'm really going blind on this one. I did, like I said, I, I saw a team over there in Dallas that is coming in here. That's going to, you know, obviously going to look at that, that film, but, you know, how, let me ask you a question. How, and we'll get in. How did the Giants, you know, being 20 to nothing, how did they turn that around? And what didn't we do 
to adjust in that manner to maybe, you know, win that game? Well, the first thing is the offense put up enough points to, if you put up 28 points, that should be enough to, to win you the game for sure. But I think what ended up happening is they, is Daniel Jones started running the ball a little bit more. He was, he got what, 40 some odd yards in that game in terms of, in terms of rushing yards, but it, it wasn't just the quantity of the yards, but then it became that threat. And there were quite a few times where there where the edge rusher had an opportunity to get him, but it's almost, he did the high knees and got out of it and just was able to strip to, to lengthen the play just enough to be able to get a completion. Also, the they the first touchdown that they had and the that they got obviously in the first in the second half was uh uh, just a few plays into the, the second half was over the top in terms of when we know that there's there is there are opportunities for improvement when it comes to the secondary for the Arizona Cardinals to, to say the least and that they didn't continue to take advantage over the top but it was that soft spot this almost is like the it seemed like the Cardinals were playing zone but they never adjusted because that sweet spot they kept kind of going in that sweet you know 10 to 10 to 15 yard you know uh, zone or area and just kept getting those completions and then the, they'd hit him with a little Saquon Barkley and that's why I say that they maybe they got conservative when it came to the offense because there's some plays there's some points they left on the board especially in the first half but in the second half I would say the the defense is just didn't adjust in in my opinion I was you know from from my vantage point it looked and I was talking to Elijah as well and he we're just, it's, they're not adjusting. And there were some other folks in the area as well saying, that, are they adjusting on defense? They're not, they're not making the adjustments. And so I think that was the, the lack of adjustments was the, was the nail in the coffin really. And then what you, we, we talk about momentum. I say momentum is kind of real. You say you, you don't think so as much, but it's about confidence. And so you get a couple of points on the board and then you get that confidence that allows you to say, yeah, we can win this. And then I think the, the, the opposite happened for the Cardinals. So what was it like in the stadium when the tide started to turn? Could you could you look and see how like the the the, the Cardinals were just like unfolding, or you know was the was it a situation where the um, you know the Giants just took over? I would say I don't think any of the when you lose a game when. A, when you lose a game in that fashion, everybody, there's blame to go around for everybody. But I'll say, I don't think that the car, the Cardinal players were, um, were shrinking in the moment. Uh, but it, the, this is one of the things that I want to talk about today was one of the things is home field advantage. There were so many, or in the case of the Cardinals home field disadvantage, because there were so many giant fans that were there. It, it was unbelievable. There were two false start, two, back to back false start penalties in the i want to say it was the fourth quarter that uh, on the cardinals on offense because it was so loud and i mean it was loud the first half the the giants fans they they were hushed because it was you know, the, f- the first half ended 20 to nothing with them being down 20 0 and mm-hmm. just that first touchdown just gave them a little bit of life that second touchdown is what did it that when you know the cardinals returned they they answered they made it 28 to 28 to 7 but then when the when the giants made it 28 to 14 it was almost as if that's that's all that the giant fans and again there were so many it was ridiculous and I, and that's where the noise level you could it, it was it, it was deafening at times, in my opinion, just being in the building with those Giants fans when the Cardinals were on offense and the Giants fans were just so loud. And I and I think that that made a difference. The home field disadvantage. 
Was the stadium full, and what was the percentage of Giants to Cardinals fans? If you look at what the what the the numbers say, it was ninety six percent full. I could maybe about ninety percent full, maybe about ninety. There were a lot of empty seats, but there was a lot of that whatever they call it, that New York blue, whatever whatever that color is. There was a lot. There were where we were. Um, the the end zone. So one end zone has Arizona in it. The other end zone had Cardinals. So we were at the Cardinals on the Cardinals side on the 400 section way up. But um, so in that area, if I if I looked to my right, there there was almost a whole section, or at least a section and a at least two thirds of that side of the stadium had were just where the majority was New York giant blue and then peppered all the way throughout the rest of the stadium. But yeah, it was, they had a strong contingent, strong contingent. It, it reminded me of when you see the, the Raiders, when the Raiders want to want to show up and show out or when the Pittsburgh Steelers want to show up and show out, or when the Cowboy fans want to show up and show out as well. Oh, that's going to happen this weekend for sure. And I will tell you, Jay, there were times in my, my career, my first year in Atlanta with the Falcons, we, you know, we weren't very good, and we other teams would come over. Even I remember one particular game, the your Raiders fans came all the way across the country to Atlanta, and I remember coming out of our own uh, locker room, and it was to booze, and it was more booze than cheers, and it does, you know, it wears on your psyche a little bit. I remember thinking, damn, you know, they, our own fans hate us. And then I realized it wasn't our own fans hate us. It was we had more Raiders and the black hole all the way over there in Atlanta. And it can, it, it does morph into a road game or a home game on the road or however you want to say it. And just as you mentioned, you're, you're, you're combating the noise, trying to, you know, uh, figure out, do we have to go silent count in our own stadium? You know, that's crazy. that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and then the momentum. We always we use that M word all the time. Um, yeah, you, momentum. It's a shifter sometimes, just in the psyche, and I would say even more, it's just the confidence rising and falling from one side to the other, because you know you're running, you're in the same environment um, up until the point where the game changes and turns. And I could only imagine you're out there and you, you know, the Cardinals young, you know, team trying to, you know, pull this upset off. You're up 20 to nothing. And then everything starts to shift and turn on you and it can be demoralizing. And I can only imagine how rough a loss that was. The problem is you got to shake that one off and what's going to have you thought, if you thought Jay, that the giants came in and took over this stadium, Wait till you see this weekend. You're gonna are you at the Cowboys game this week? No, I'm not I'm not going this week. No. Okay. So we'll see this one from our televisions, but wait till we see oh, the amount of cowboy, you know, gray or blue or whatever they're wearing out there. It's gonna be a, 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 a total takeover. And there you know, they're obviously even closer and they you know, they have a lot of fans. Um you know, from everywhere, from California all the way around us. So it's going to be a tough game for the for the Cardinals. Um, we do have some, in, you know, some injury news and stuff like that, but I don't think that's going to be a big factor in this game because what I saw. If you want to give me, a, you want me to give you a briefing on what I saw yeah, from what the can Cowboys. We- 
Yeah, what can we expect, especially what you saw because you went, you were at the Jets, the the Cowboys Jets. So when you look at that defense, the offense has been playing mistake free for the for the Cowboys. So no turnovers when looking at the stats. But what can we expect from a defensive standpoint? Because it seemed like Micah Parsons is that dude, and what and they also lost Trayvon Diggs. So I don't know if that's going to be a big deal. And I mean, it has to be. It's going to impact, but how much of an impact that'll be? But yeah, talk about what you saw, what we can expect to see uh, in terms of it from on the defense side for the Cowboys. It looked like, Jay, they had 13 dudes on defense out there. That's how fast and how confused the the Jets looked. And they were all it was it was it wasn't a beat down till later on in the game because they the Jets, I'll give them props. They kept it close, but you could tell it was just it was almost just like a swarm of bees coming and you could hear it. You know, you, you know, you know that sound. <laughs> you start, and it was almost like it was <laughs> serious. It was like like it was coming from around the corner. You just kept looking for it, and when it came, bro, it was it was a swarm, and they made the Jets look like they were just they didn't even deserve to be on the same field when, with them. Once they got to where they were supposed to be, you know, in that game offensively, just efficient is all outdoors. And I would, and I would say this much, they're working at a pace right now that I, I haven't, and I kept my own, even this with San Fran last night when they played against the Giants, the Dallas Cowboys are getting to the line of scrimmage so quickly and giving Dak so much time to look and see, and then make his corrections. And at the same time, you're not allowing the defense to even get on their, on their toes. They're, they're kind of, it's almost like a fast break offense, but they're not rushing, but they're just putting it, they're being so efficient and everything looked, you know, just unbelievably good in terms of uh, their, their, how they're orchestrating things. They're not putting too much on Dak's shoulders. That defense is kind of leading everything. If they come in and play the way, the way they did against the Jets, and like we mentioned, it's obviously a whole away game for them. But if they get their fans in here and they get going, it could be a fast turn on the the, the um, Cardinals because they look just that good. I'm serious. Interesting. And I have in since you were up in, up close and per I'm as for as as on a on a on a higher level outside of sports. I'm I'm so much more positive minded right but when it comes to sports i'm such a skeptic at times i'm so i i, I reserve judgment i'm so I'm, I'm i i keep these things the the respects and all that so close but i have been hearing a lot of people say and i guess you could you co-sign that that the uh that the cowboys defense is for real and that the cowboys offense might even be for real as well well, the thing that we'll have to see, obviously, with Diggs going down is going to affect the secondary. But my my thoughts on that are if Micah Parsons can create as much havoc as I saw him create against the Jets, you're not going to have to worry about them getting balls, um, you know, to receivers. You're going to have to worry about Dobbs throwing balls to just literally throwing balls to their secondary because they, they looked – it was so confusing – and you can almost see poor Dak Will, Zach Wilson. He just once they kind of figured out the scheme and they started firing on him, that front put so much pressure on him that he he once again reverted to the, that deer in the headlights look. And okay. He was he was ready, bro. They had had him prime once Michael Parsons. And here's the interesting thing about Michael Parsons: you can't locate him every mm. snap. He's coming from a he's coming from the edge. They got him coming 
you know, twist from the edge, then they line him up in the middle of the formation. And, you know, he's just coming from everywhere. So it's hard to account for him. And that's the biggest problem. If you don't know where he's going to line up every play, and, he, mm-hmm. you know, your line, your offensive line, this puts so much pressure on your offensive line, or you have to revert to whatever side he's on, leaving guys in the chip. But it's so so much is going to be, have to be orchestrated by uh, Joshua Dobbs to to shift the um, the line to this side, the, the, you know, the, the protections, or go to this, or you know, maybe we'll leave a guy in because he might be coming out the middle. There, it's going to be so much pressure on Dobbs that I don't, and I'm not sure he's ready for it to get the Cardinals into the proper protections. And I just I see them wreaking havoc, you know, with removing uh, Parsons around. And then the other thing, you start paying too much attention to him, then you got guys coming free uh, and all other uh, parts of your, you know, of the the front. So this is going to be a true test. I'm not saying they can't pull it off, but this is going to be a true test of Mm. how far this offense and Joshua Dobbs and them have come. And if they stay conservative, this is, it's not going to look pretty because this is, I don't think you can beat them with a conservative game plan. See, that's the thing is that Joshua Dobbs played much better last week than he did in week one. And and I am, I think, and I, I don't want to speak for you, but I think that we both didn't really knock Joshua Dobbs to the point where we just think that he's not capable of trying to man, of being able to manage a game. It was a matter of the play calling and the play calling in this case, in the first, in the first half, and even that first play, in, for the, I say for the most part of the first half, it was it was it wasn't conservative. I said on Monday that if there was a zero or the the mirror the the meter for uh, conservative to aggressive, if ten is being super aggressive and and one is being just not really aggressive at all, they were on five or six for most of the game. But what happened, I think, in the latter half of the latter portions of the of the second half, they did become they did start to go to that that four ish, and they started to become a little more conservative. But what they did was, I mean, he was he was actually his yards per average per catch was were better than than week one and he he actually ran the ball a bit he was able to scramble a bit and get some yards and so that helped but uh, they left two what they have to realize especially coming against an opponent like this where the cowboys where their defense where they're they're coming into a no and of course the cardinals are oh and two i think that the that they can't leave points on. They can't just continue to go for three. And what I mean by that is, there were two times, two of the drives in the first half of last week's game. They they ended. They got great field position, but it seemed like they were playing that let's just get three game, and so that in they they became conservative in their play calling in that way. There was a, what is an interception. They had great field position. They ended up getting a field goal, and then another long drive, and they ended up getting a field goal. And I you can't that. If you want to try to rack up at least a couple of wins this season, that is where you have to be more aggressive as opposed to being less aggressive. Because if you think about it, there if if, if was a fifthly be all messed up, but they should be, they should be two and zero. Oh. And think about the difference in that. If you lose the next you know fifteen games, at least we at least we two and zero. Oh. <laughs> we don't have to worry about that. And I think that's where the play calling has to get better. Well, I the analogy I would use, Jay, if you go to Vegas and, you know, say you got a couple hundred dollars in your pocket, <clears throat> you got a couple choices, man. You can decide to play conservative and walk out of there, walk out of there with that $200 in your pocket or 
Sometimes you got to double down, and especially when you get a lead like they did against the Giants, that's when you're all in. That's when you let it all out of the bag because that's when you turn 200 into a grand, that type of thing, you know? If you're Mm -hmm. sitting there and every chance you get, you have an opportunity to double down or split, and, you know, it's like, "Mm, yeah, what's that all the time? Scare money don't make money. And the same thing goes for your offense. Like, if you you got an opportunity – you're you're up on these guys. That's when you make it even. You, you double down and you 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 make it even more uh, putting more pressure on them because you know you're maybe pull a couple of those tricks out of the bag instead of twenty to nothing. You get up on them twenty seven to nothing. You know now they've got to really come out of their offense. They allowed the Giants to to just stay within their game plan. For if I'm hearing from you right, they were still running the ball using Barkley. When you're down twenty to nothing, Jay. You're, if you think about it, that's when it's like, well, we got to open the bag up because we can't afford the, the 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 Cardinals allowed the Giants to conservatively could still stay in their game plan, run the ball. You know, we got to score here, even though they might have scored again. But then we just gradually, you're not when you're up twenty nothing, man. You're supposed to be making them really nervous, and that's what we never did. We never made the house nervous. We never started, yeah. you know putting that money out there and it, it, it caused them to, you know, just bit them in the end once again. And you keep bringing that up. They're going to stay conservative. They're going to lose some of these games that they should be winning. Now, speaking of winning though, and, and they can't, the Cardinals can't expect to win without really, I, I've said it again, aggression is, is the key, not silly aggression, but just aggression. Because if you look at the, uh, the, the injury report, we talked a little bit about a, a couple of one player that's going to be out with Trayvon Diggs and ter- the cornerback for, for the Cowboys. Um, uh, the, you know, curse, the, the safety, uh, Martin, the, the guard and, um, uh, I know I'm mispronouncing, but the center, they're all questionable. But we, Buda Baker's on the injured reserve, so he won't be available. Uh, Lecky Fotu, uh, the defensive tackle, he's questionable. Josh Woods, the linebacker, he's questionable. And then uh, Carlos Watkins, the defensive tackle, he's doubtful. So that's on the defensive side of the ball. They are taking a lot of hits in the defense last week's game uh, notwithstanding they've shown at least the first half of the game they they definitely shined they have to really do some things so maybe that's where the adjustments come in to to try to give different looks the the one of the things that Jonathan Gannon said when in his in his introductory press conference was that he wants to be they 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 want to be a, a kind of a chameleon of sorts to be able to morph into whatever they need to do to win this game. This if this week they need to make sure that they are pushing keeping that pedal down when it comes to offense. They were very physical last week, where with Connor getting over a hundred yards rushing, and so they were they had some really good running. It, it, it just it boggles the mind that they gave up that game and they lost thirty one twenty eight in that fashion. It's just really unfortunate. But I think that that's if they're going to if they're going to win this game, the coaches again. It may, I'm not putting it all on the coaches, but when you're looking at yourself to see what can I do to improve, if you're a player, then you might say, man, maybe I wasn't as aggressive as I should have been, or maybe I lost focus because we were up 20 nothing. But from a coaching perspective, hopefully they're looking and saying, this is how this is how I should adjust. If nothing else, I should adjust to to be able to keep the foot the pedal down. Or if they if they find our weakness or underbelly on when they're on offense and we're on defense, and this is what I need to do to adjust to give us an opportunity to get a takeaway or at least uh, get you know a turnover on downs or get them to punt the ball. Well, this is a game that it is imperative that they come out 
and come out swinging. You can't fall behind to this uh, Dallas team and give them the luxury of knowing that we have to throw the ball to try to get back into it. They will unleash on us. And I think that's what happened with the Jets. The Jets stayed in it as long as they could. And it was almost like um, one of those dams that had the little hole and it just started to crack and the water started to seep in. And before you knew it, that thing was coming down. And that's what I fear. This might be a game for the Cardinals where, if you get off to a slow start and you let them get on, the dam ain't even going to have a chance to break. It's going to be like the levee broke uh, early and the whole thing was flooded because I see so much talent on the side of the Dallas Cowboys. And if, you know, we allow them to, to come in here and take over this game early, it it could be one of those ugly ones. I think it's around a it's a double-digit spread as it is. You know how hard it is to be a double-digit dog at home? Bro, man, man. And that, you know, it's a week to week process. Obviously, no, what the Cowboys did last week doesn't matter. What the Cardinals did last week doesn't matter. But looking at the, the, I guess the lopsided and talent and obviously coaching experience and the, it, this could be an ugly game. I'm just hoping, like, you know, like you said, that the, the, the Cardinals coaching staff They've got to put the foot on the pedal, and they've got to stop with this conservativeness because, I, you know, and I keep saying, Jay, in this situation, what do you have to lose? We should be one of those teams that every week, uh, you know, teams looking at us like, you never know what those dudes are going to do because right. they just, they, they're just going to throw it up against the wall and see what happens. But, you know, I, I I I have a big fear of this one because I've seen the enemy up close, and I'm like, oh, damn, they look good. And this this could be a, a game, an ugly game for the Cardinals. Um, no time, like I said, no time to be conservative, no time to be worrying about tomorrow. They need to put it all out there and just, you know, and see what happens moving forward. I'm telling you, if if the if the Cardinals offense can play like they played in the first half, those two drives that I mentioned aside – then they'll at least be competitive. And that's the word that I used on Monday was when it comes to, yes, well, some, some folk, you have to tear it down to be able to build it back up. But hopefully you, when you build it back up, the people who are doing the construction and doing the uh, laying the blueprints that they, that you trust them to be able to do their job. But what I mean is that wins might not be how we measure the success of the season. It's how competitive they are Com- competitive. And in the first week they were competitive. Second week they were competitive, but, but we want, I'd rather see consistent uh, competitive nature as opposed to competitive in the first half. And then the second half, we wonder where you go or for the majority of the second half. We wonder where that, where, where that fight went. And that's, that's all uh, for them, I think it, for fans that are being honest with themselves, that's that's what they're hoping to see. And when you see colossal breakdowns like that, that that you can't have that. But if we if we see the other end of the spectrum where they just get blown out by by the Cowboys or they get demolished, they they just get manhandled. That I think will have that have fans inching closer to that A word apathy that I talk about and and that you really don't want because then you just might as well just expect to see when you call it a home game, just tell the, just tell the opposing team, don't worry, you can call this a home game for you too. So instead of eight or nine, now you get 10 because you came in here and you visited the, the Arizona Cardinals at State Farm Stadium because it, it will, 
fans will you, you ain't gonna want to spend that time in traffic or or to or to plop down you know twenty dollars for for two for two items or something nah man it nah so you gotta you have to mm-hmm. compete 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 don't get blown out and that's and they're they're definitely at risk of that this week well you bring up some great things in your uh uh eloquent soliloquy right there um the one of the things that I think we even talked about at the beginning of the season, because we weren't going to know what this team was through preseason, nobody playing. You know, it was going to take us a month to get our idea of what we were going to, this, this 2023 edition of the Cardinals was going to look like. And one of the things we talked about, it's not going to be about the wins and losses. It's going to be a little bit about how they're playing. Are they giving it? They're all out there. Are they, or if they are getting beat, are they giving up? So far after the first two weeks there, I have to say, even in losses, I've been impressed with the, you know, I'm not impressed with yeah. certain aspects, but I am impressed that these dudes are out there fighting. And Gannon, Gannon and the staff at least have them in the games, and they don't look like that version a few years ago when we used to say when Steve Wilkes was the coach here, and it was like, oh, my God, they are giving. You can see guys giving up out there. They right. There was no fire, guys. There was nobody right. flying around the field, you know. We are at least seeing an organization that is giving us everything they have. They just don't have a lot. That's the problem. They just don't have a lot, but they're out there fighting. They're giving it. They're all Jay. And if, if nothing else, we can say we got at least heading in the right direction. Imagine if they had talent out there, you know, it would be a, probably a different story. The way we, we would probably be, probably be a two and O team. We could be a two and O team, you know, with the, depending on our opponents, the problem, the other problem is look who we have coming in here shortly. You know, the, some of the, the first two games here, those are the ones you sure would have liked to have had in your pocket. Because yeah. the stretch is coming up, you know, with Cowboys and 49ers and different teams is not going to be an easy road to hoe. And, you know, these, these might have been our best two opportunities early, but I do like the fact that they're at least giving it all. Like I said, we just don't have a lot to give. <laughs> All right, so believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So let's get to our selection. So who you got in this one? I'll go first. I think it might be, it might not, it, it, it might be a bad one. I would say 35-14. Oh yeah, uh, I was looking. Yeah, I was looking thirty-five ten. Uh, I really, you know, and that's that's a that's a beatdown in the NFL. Uh, yeah. I just don't I don't see us having enough offense to compete with staying, you know, even with the Cowboys. And then, like I said, if we fall behind and unleash that Dallas defense, that's when they start running stuff back and sacking us, and it's, it could be ugly. But you know, we'll hope. Hope it's, it's sad when you say, "Well, I hope we can at least keep this one close." But I don't see this being a close game, Dallas. 34 to 10 What's funny. And you, I think you mentioned this either on, on uh, our radio show, uh, easy sports talk show, uh, or maybe it was, maybe it was here on believe, but how the lines, how Vegas gets it so right, because, because the giants were favored by three and a half. Right. Yes. Last week. And so I'm thinking, man, people making a money hand over fist. Right. And then when the giants come back and they win by three, I mean, it's, it's that all, hook that gets you. But how did I'm th- I was thinking of you the whole time, thinking how did Vegas 
get this so spot on because if you were if you put money on the Cardinals and you were thinking yeah man I'm just I got this it maybe because you, you made the first drive or two and and you put my and then your money was gone because Vegas they don't they're not in the business of trying to lose money they're in the business of making money it blows my mind Jay how they get it so right it, it's <laughs> almost like and I get it's almost like me playing uh, Madden with my son, he toys with me so much because he's so good at it that he can make the game be whatever he wants to be. There are Ooh. times I'm playing him and I'm and I'm looking like out of the side of my eye. I'm like, I know he's over here just fooling with me because he's doing all kind of crazy stuff, letting me stay in the game. And then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> then all of a sudden out of nowhere, Jay, it's like when he wants to do something, he does it. It's like, it's like Vegas has their joystick, man, their, their controllers. And they're like, okay, let's make this one three and a half. You know, let's. And it's like, how do they do that? They figure yeah. it out. And in the end, it's, it's like, I, it's it's unbelievable how close they get to the number all the time. That's why places like Bet Online make money, and we are presented That's by Bet Online, of course. And so this has been Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. We do it twice a week. We did it on Friday this week because my man was traveling, man, and I had to get him. Man, I, you didn't want to see me twice on Believe by myself, y'all. <laughs> Just so we, that's what we got it in today. But we do this thing twice a week on Monday and Thursday. Monday we look back on the previous weeks or the game that just uh, just took place, and then Thursday we look ahead to the upcoming opponent. So tell a friend to tell a friend about what we have going on here. At Believe you can check us in the SiriusXM app on pandora all that good stuff wherever you find your podcast just type believe in cardinals and you will get where you need to go so uh, as we always like to say around this time are you can thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube